Hi, I'm Eve from Ladies Kingdom, and welcome to the Feel Better Every Day podcast, helping you connect with and take better care of yourself and create a life you don't need to retreat from. Rebecca Seal is the author of several books, including Be Bad Better, and um, I'd forgotten when we did the interview that as well as knowing her from um, freelance journalism forums, um, we were both on the same panel at a conference we were presenting at years ago. Um, she's an absolute delight and her book encourages us to embrace those shadow parts and recognise the health benefits of laziness anger, all sorts of things. My copy should be arriving today. It's out today. I hope you enjoy it. I think it will do amazingly for her. Um, she's been so delightful to talk to. I hope you love listening to the episode. And I'd love to know from you, what are you going to do that's allegedly bad for you, but that's going to help you feel better? By the end of this episode, I hope you'll have a great answer. So um, welcome Rebecca Seal. Thank you so much for joining me on the Feel Better Every Day podcast. Um, Thanks for having me. You're welcome. It's funny because I recognise your name through a forum we're both part of um, for freelance journalists, but you've got a brilliant sounding book coming out, um, Be Bad Better. Um, would you like to say a bit more about that? Yeah, um, yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. So Be Bad Better was born out of an article that I wrote, which came out on January the 1st, 2022 um, for The Guardian, which yeah. was about not having New Year's resolutions, but instead learning to accept the so-called worst parts of ourselves, whether that was laziness or um, messiness uh, or the size of our bodies or our faces or, you know, all of the things that we're constantly told we should be upgrading um, when it comes to the to the New New year um and it was a really weird experience as i'm sure you can imagine because the feedback was universally positive yeah. and i got dms and emails and comments underneath the piece that were all like thanks for writing this i needed to read it wow you know this really changed how i thought about january and and i was completely flabbergasted because um as you will imagine like as you will know that doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> when you publish <laughs> when you publish anything um it's always a mixed response online whatever you write about um and so I felt immediately that this had to be like a bigger thing and so um over the next couple of months I spent some time turning it into a proposal for a book and um be bad better is the result um and yeah that's what it's about really um it's divided into three sections looking bad feeling bad and doing bad and it covers Yay! a bigger range <laughs> yeah <laughs> it covers a bigger range of things than obviously it was possible to write about in one article yeah. um and it's also got a lot of um, memoir in it from me uh writing from the perspective of being um an anxious perfectionist stuck in a consumerist culture which thrives mm -hmm. on making us feel insecure so that it can profit from <laughs> Our, our frailties yes. <laughs> yeah um and how uh how I go about managing to live in that context um so yeah. yeah I I hope it'll speak to quite a lot of people the feedback I'm getting so far is that it um that it will wonderful <laughs> which yeah. is good and bad because I'm you know I want to sell books but I also would like it if less people felt as conflicted um as I do 
but you nailed it when you talked about the culture we live in Mm. so it is all these people thinking it's just them it's just us but it's not I mean there's an Mm. entire there are industries devoted to perpetuating all of that yeah so um, yeah so in an ideal world if you had all the time and energy and space to do what you'd love to do for your self-care and your uppercase self like that highest wisest truest part of yourself um what would you do in the morning um so I wouldn't get up at any particular time um it is a great joy for me to sleep as long as I want to sleep. I'm a night owl and the world is constructed for larks. Um, so that doesn't help <laughs> me, frankly. Yeah. Um, and I have to get small children to school and that kind of thing. So I would choose to sleep until I felt like not sleeping anymore. That would be really nice. Um, and then I would probably take a cup of tea or coffee to bed and read for a while um and not feel guilty about it because um like many midlife women I'm good at carrying a whole load of guilt about all sorts of things around um and so yeah and then I would have ages to choose what I was going to wear because I find the clothes that I wear are quite critical to my sense of self self not in a kind of um fashiony kind of way but in a just um that seems to be where I cite a lot of my worth in yeah. is in in where I in how I look and I try to have that not be about what shape I am or what age I appear to be but in how I dress because that seems like the least bad <laughs> option um so yeah I would have ages to choose rather than trying to do it all in 47 seconds while okay. somebody shouts mommy it's time to go <laughs> that would be nice Oh, and what's the reality? I've heard a little bit of a clue from the mummy. It's time to go. <laughs> yeah, you may hear my children in the background, actually, as well. They're, um, you may hear my feral foster kittens in the background. <laughs> okay, good, fine. We're in the same space. Um, yeah, so the reality is a bit sort of um, tighter. I sleep as late as I can and still get people to school on time, basically. Um, so I should get up earlier. My husband is very much a lark and he finds it really easy to get out of bed really early and give himself an extra hour, go to bed really early, get enough sleep to, in order to do that. I get up really early occasionally because I have to catch a plane and I feel sort of seasick yes. as, a res- as a result. So, um, so yeah, I get up as late as possible and then cram as much of the morning into 45 minutes as I possible. <laughs> can um which usually means brushing my teeth like very very fast yeah. um right at the last minute and uh, well as I said somebody downstairs shouts my we're going to be late um so yeah it's all a little bit cramped I make sure I get a coffee in that's the one non-negotiable um I make my coffee 50% caffeine 50% decaf because okay. any more than that sends me slightly over the edge anxiety yeah. wise but um but yeah that's that's the that's the one bit that doesn't shift okay brilliant and um what about later in the day what would be your ideal including winding down for bed and what's the reality I mean, the perfect day for me for a self-care point of view um, would include cold swimming. So yep. I do. I'm I'm a white middle-aged woman living in London, so it's compulsory that I am the a cold swimmer. Months. Yeah, I do. I live in South London, actually. Okay. So um, I have been to Hampstead once, but I go to a lake um, in Beckenham Park, okay. um, which is just like very close to where I live. So um, that would be part of my day, um, probably followed by a hot chocolate in the cafe there, which is very nice. Um 
and the evening um yeah I would probably not spend any time looking at videos on YouTube um but I would calmly and quietly get myself ready for bed at a sensible time accepting the fact that it will take an hour for me to wind down and actually get to a point where sleep is in any way inevitable um rather than well, I'm slightly I'm preempting your next question, but what I tend to do is um, is assume that if I'm going upstairs at 11:30, I'm going to bed at 11:30. When actually that means I'm going to sleep at 12:30 because that's how humans work. Um, but I don't seem to have learned that. Um, so yeah, there would be kind of much more wind down time built in, and much less going up and down the stairs, turning the house alarm on and off as I realise that I've forgotten to take my vitamins or <laughs> do the do something to do with the kids' school bags or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's quite good exercise so maybe it's okay <laughs> and if you had that time for the ideal wind down bedtime routine what would that include um so I do like a chamomile tea <laughs> um I would have quite a long read reading time in bed um I have actually recently taken Instagram off my phone and I might take YouTube off it as well just to try and kind of break break that cyclical habit of using that as a way of winding down which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing I think we all need our our methodologies for winding down whatever they may be but I just yeah. don't I don't think it's the ideal one um I just think it's really hard if you have a busy full-on life and a busy house then quite often I mean I'm sure you've heard of revenge sleep procrastination yeah, oh, yeah. it's something I am struggling with the whole time yeah. yeah yeah it's a real it's a real challenge and I think um, I write about this in my book, actually, about sleep and tiredness. Um, mm. I think it's a really difficult one because I think it's a structural problem that we, like so many of these issues are, that we put onto individuals. Um, and I think part of the reason that I can't really get my way through doing engaging in revenge sleep procrastination, which is staying up too late because it's the only time that you have quietly to yourself and without other people asking things of you, um, is because we live in a context where an enormous amount is expected of every adult yeah. human, regardless of your context, um, whether you're in a family or, or not. Um, we we expect huge amounts of ourselves. Society expects huge amounts of us. We're constantly busy. We're constantly on the go. And so if you're a night owl and you don't have that kind of immediate impulse to fall asleep straight away um, as soon as it gets dark, which, you know, my husband is lucky enough to have, then it, I think revenge sleep procrastination is almost inevitable. And and you're not really to blame for it it's not something which is worth feeling guilt or shame about because um like I say it's a structural issue rather than being something which is about your inability to make good choices which I think is what we're often told about these things in general um and so I sort of I I, I grapple on two levels with it like on the one hand I try not to do it because it's not particularly helpful to me and my well-being but on the other hand I try not to feel bad about it when I do do it which is a lot of the time because I think it's it's an inevitable response to the way that we treat human adults in this yeah. society um and then Therefore, it's far bigger than I am. And my my chances of solving it as an issue are slim because I'm just one cog in a tiny, uh, a tiny cog in a massive wheel. Um, and yeah. yeah, so I try and not feel too bad. Yeah. And I mean, I think like, I was a chronic insomniac from primary school until my 20s. Um, I'd go to bed early, but I'd be up all night and a lot of anxiety, a lot going on. But lately it is definitely um, self-inflicted. And I hear what you're saying about the society we live in. Mm. But 
any time, like, the more gentle we can be with ourselves mm. physiologically, the more likely we will go into that rest-digest mode and be able to sleep rather than, yeah. I should have gone to bed earlier, I should have, like, yeah. what's wrong with me, all of that. Like, with all self-care, the more gently, the more kindly we can do it, the better. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I love that. If you could go back in time and you could give yourself some love and some advice at an earlier age, what would that be? Um, I think I would probably try and teach myself a lesson which I've learned only quite recently, which is that being anxious or feeling anxious, as I think it's more um, helpful to to put it, is not a flaw. So um, I have felt anxious a lot in my life um it's very much a part of of who I am and I've fought it for huge I mean all of my life since I was yeah. a teenager um and actually I think for me and maybe for other people as well fighting it, it it makes it worse I can't get rid of it it's an emotion it's necessary it's essential it's a, it has signal value um it's telling me something that I need to know and um, I can't really divert it. I can't squash it. I can't hide it. Well, actually, I can hide it, but then it erupts very yeah. <laughs> negatively. Um, and and so all I can really do is feel it and try yeah. and understand what it's trying to tell me. And I think I was I was a counsellor did attempt to teach me something along these lines when I was about 18 and I couldn't really hear it at that point. Um, but I wish I had been able to because I think I would have spent a lot less energy in the battle yeah. and maybe put some of that energy towards figuring out how to coexist with it, which is somewhere closer to where I am now. Um, and, and I do wish that I'd had that information earlier or I'd been able to hear it earlier because, yeah, I think that would have made quite a lot of things easier. And I think, again, I would have I would have been a lot less hard on yeah. myself um, and I would have felt less bad yeah. um, as a sort of human um, for feeling what is in the end just an inevitable emotion that's part yeah. of being being who we are. Oh. Well, <laughs> um, I you've been brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, good luck with the book. Where can people find it and you online? Um, so the book is um, out everywhere. Um, so all the all the big bookshops and all the little ones too, hopefully. <laughs> um, particularly uh, bookshop.org and Hive, um, the Hive bookshop. Uh, it's there available online. Um, and you can find me mainly on Instagram at Bex Seal, B-E-X-S-E-A-L. Uh, very occasionally on X um, at Rebecca Seal. And um, I've got a website, rebeccaseal.co.uk, which I'm terrible at updating. So it may or may not have anything relevant on it. <laughs> well, I'll include all that in the show notes. But thanks again. You've been brilliant. And I really appreciate what you're doing, because the more people pay attention to whatever, whether it's anxiety, whatever it might be, um, befriend it get curious about it and be mm. gentle with yourself rather than I shouldn't have whatever the feeling is and yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah thank you thank you for having me thank you for listening to the feel better every day podcast episode two and I would love to hear from you and um, please comment or get in touch via the site um, let me know what you're going to do that's allegedly bad but that will help you feel better and please do like comment subscribe share all the things that help 
to um, get little independent podcasts and what have you heard by more people. Really appreciate it and I hope you have a delightful week and very, very happy new year.